Today's episode is brought to you by Southern Baked Pie. Text HSDT to 714-942-2402 for a sweet discount code. Have you ever had a fresh baked pecan pie or chicken pot pie shipped directly to your home? Well, if you haven't, you're going to want to after this upcoming series. Our Friday episodes throughout the month of November in our Thanksgiving series are brought to you by Southern Baked Pie Company. Founded in Gainesville, Georgia, Southern Baked Pie Company was launched by University of Georgia graduate and creative entrepreneur Amanda Wilbanks. With family recipes, Southern Charm, and an all-butter pie dough that melts in your mouth, Amanda and her team of bakers create gourmet, sweet, and savory pies for all of life's special occasions and celebrations. You can order your own pie and a couple for clients, friends, and family too. Your pie will arrive beautifully packaged and bring joy to all who receive it this holiday season. Visit them on Instagram at Southern Baked Pie or www.southernbakedpie.com to order. And remember, text HSDT to 714-942-2402 for a special discount code. Be sure to check them out. Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our final episode in our Thanksgiving series brought to you by Southern Baked Pie. It has been so fun to highlight Amanda and her team throughout this month, and we have a lot to celebrate, of course, this week. Yesterday was Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, whether you're traveling today as you listen to my friend Mary from Mrs. Southern Social. Perhaps you are with family. Maybe you're just relaxing, enjoying, taking some time for you. Regardless, I'm so happy that you're here. And if this is a family ordeal, If this is a family listening, perhaps you guys are on a drive and mom picked the podcast, (laughs) or maybe dad, (laughs) Um, welcome. We're so happy that you're here, and it's just so fun to think of where you all are listening from, where you're tuning in, what you're up to, and again, I hope that you have had a wonderful Thanksgiving week yesterday over on Patreon, patreon.com slash how'd she do that. I shared my own Thanksgiving episode, which was such a treat to reminisce on previous holidays, specifically Thanksgiving, like that one time I went to the Hamptons and watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade um, from Foot Locker headquarters. So a little inside scoop there as to what you will hear more from over on Patreon. I also share uh, quite a bit of what I'm grateful for this year and it was a treat to share that with Patreon and of course Patreon alone. The BTS of HSDT is over there, patreon.com slash how'd she do that? Well, you guys, as I've said, this has been such a treat to be able to connect with so many women this month, highlighting all things holiday. Here is my friend Mary on how'd she do that. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's very special episode brought to you by Southern Baked Pie. I'm thrilled to welcome back my friend Mary onto the show, Mrs. Southern Social. You guys, she was on episode 54. Quick plug for her whole story. Mary, welcome to the show. I am so glad to be back, especially under the Southern Baked Pie um, sponsorship. I love Amanda. She is a 
powerhouse herself and mm-hmm. sent me a pie to eat while I do this. <laughs> <laughs> she has been so fun. And uh, when she mentioned that you might be joining again, I was like, yes, one of my favorite kind of original episodes before we hit 100, you joined us. So I'm so thrilled that you're back. But for those who don't know you and what you do and all that uh, Mrs. Southern Social entails, which is much more from even our original connection, uh, maybe you tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, um, I joke that I have a lot of uh, ridiculous knowledge. I um, (laughs) was a wedding planner for over a decade. I still dabble in event planning, not often, Um, but that's kind of where everything for Mrs. Southern Social got started, really. I left kind of the wedding planning business when I moved back to Nashville. Um, And then this is just the, you know, this is the the quick and dirty version. I... um, (laughs) that moved back to Nashville where I am originally from. And at the time that I was a wedding planner, it really wasn't kind of the it job that it's turned into for a lot of people. Um, And so I realized there was a hole in the market here in Nashville, specifically back then about eight years ago now, which I cannot believe for high-end party rentals. So around the time I started Mrs. Southern Social, which was really just to kind of focus on easy entertaining, which was, I was already doing raised in the South. You know, we, most Southern women are that I know grow up entertaining. It's in our blood, in our DNA and taught to us by our grandmothers and mothers, or at least that was the case for me. Um, so we opened a party rental company here in Nashville that at the time was just boutique items. And it has grown into, I believe now the largest event rental company in Tennessee. And um, at the same time, Mrs. Southern Social started to grow. And that was really, again, I was using party rentals, you know, the collection that I was building through my company um, to kind of demonstrate how to create fun tablescapes and how to entertain like our mothers and grandmothers did in the South. But for the modern day woman, I was working, I was building a career, I mean, excuse me, building a business. and raising kids. And what started is just kind of this fun little side creative outlet for me turned into so much more, um, which led to, I ended up, you know, writing my first novel, which is a fictional account kind of of a lot of the experiences, um, from my wedding planning career days back in Dallas. And then also got connected with Dillard's and the Southern Living team and now have a line of, um, tabletop and decor items at Dillard's. So, Everything really that I touch still has to do with that really the core, um, I guess, base or where I started, which was event planning and hosting and how to do that beautifully and uh, but also for the modern woman where we're not necessarily making everything from scratch. Mm. Well, and more recently, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and quick uh, side note: I read your first book last February. I was I was actually in Cabo, so I have the most fond memories with that book. Perfect. Oh, okay. That's the perfect <laughs> place for it. Exactly, and it, it's so great. So I'm thrilled to hear there's there's actually another one coming out. Um, but it's so interesting for me to hear and to be able to reconnect with you after originally speaking some time ago, because I'm putting together, especially within this theme of Thanksgiving and with this series, you. You really know how to throw a party, obviously, but in more recent years with the Dillard's collection and with the tablescapes, it seems as though you've really brought it home to so many people's homes, to so many women's homes, to, to your home in and of itself. Have you felt that shift or, or am I misreading that thought? No, I definitely have. I mean, so many wonderful opportunities have come 
from um, Mrs. Southern Social, and it's and it's led to some co- fun collaborations that, like mm-hmm. you said, have allowed me to um, help design products, curate items um, for people to buy for themselves. Whether it's a vase with you know a frog, we call it a frog insert that allows you to you know very easily put together an arrangement. Um, items that can double dip as decor and also serving pieces like a great punch bowl. Mm. It's been really cool that things that I've talked about um, that I owned personally have been able to kind of design at a great price point and, you know, with Dillard's, but also with a lot of other small businesses. I've done some really fun collaborations of things that I've loved um, that I've been able to then make accessible to everyone. So yes, you were correct. Okay. Well, and with you coming on, I was so excited because who better to ask, you know, the specifics of hosting. And so I'd love to know what, what's your favorite thing about hosting? What are you thinking about before people arrive for the holidays? What is it that, that you really just love? Sure. I, you know, I get asked this question a lot and I've thought a lot about it and it is hosting is my love language. I think everyone has some way that they can, that they like to express their love or, um, share joy with other people, whether it's sending something, baking something for people. Mm -hmm. I love hosting events and it doesn't stress me out, um, mainly because I know ways to cut corners and we'll probably (laughs) talk about some of those later, but um, it doesn't stress me out and I really enjoy it. And I have found, I, I think back to why it is that I love this. And I think very fondly back onto the days when I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, who was the ultimate hostess with the mostest. And she would always create beautiful tables, beautiful parties. It's it's creating an atmosphere. And I really love doing that, whether it's on a large scale of a wedding for 500 people or a gala, or just an intimate dinner for eight people at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I find joy in it, that's why I think I succeed in it. Because obviously when you love what you're doing, you're much better at it. <laughs> oh, for sure. And other people see it too. You know, they they feel the love and the intentionality that that you put into your events and more specifically the holidays. So what are your Thanksgiving plans this year? Are you hosting? Are you headed somewhere? What is that looking like for your family? So we usually are uh, not at home for Thanksgiving. We're usually with my fa- my um, husband's family in Dallas. But this year, kind of um, due to some ch- changes with the, his siblings, we are heading to Florida to my parents' beach house, which I'm really excited about it. I Aww. actually posted a picture last night of how I'm going to have kind of a coastal Thanksgiving table game. <laughs> um, but I love Thanksgiving with my mom because she cooks. She's an amazing cook. I did not inherit that skill from her. And so she cooks all the food and I take care of the bar and the table, my specialties. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask because when I think of your tablescapes and when I think of the beautiful, gosh, pieces that you have uh, available to us, but also within your own home, I was thinking, surely there is something you let go of. So for you, that would be cooking. It is. You know, I might make one or two things that I feel very confident doing, but for the most part, and I talk a lot about this on my channel, um, that that I, I cater food or I pick it up or it's it's kind of halfway homemade. And it used to be that the cost of doing that was, it prohibited a lot of people from doing it. There was a reason people, you know, would cook from home. But nowadays there are so many accessible options um, Mm. that, and I, I, especially if you live in Nashville, I have a whole list of places that you can go and get, you know, the meatloaf from here and the green beans from there and the cinnamon rolls from here. There's just so many great resources of small businesses that 
I honestly believe by the time I bought everything and made it, they're doing it for a better price point anyway. Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness. And it's true. And it's encouraging to think because I I often think, and I think this myself, when you see a beautiful tablescape or you see all of these different things, you're like, wait, something has got to give here because did we really do all of this? But I love that you have been very adamant (laughs) that in that regard, happy to pick it up, bring it in and enjoy. So With that in mind, what does a Thanksgiving or a Christmas day, if you're hosting, what does that prep look like for you? Absolutely. Um, So I like to set the table a day or two in advance. I don't, you know, normally leave a dining table set in my home, um, but I love having it up a day or two early for the for Christmas or Thanksgiving meals because it's so beautiful. It's just a shame to have it only up for <laughs> that one meal, and that also takes that off your plate. So then I can help my mom. I can like be her quote unquote sous chef the day or the day before Thanksgiving when she's prepping food. I can really help her with that. Um, another thing that I learned from my mom to do is. Uh, to put out, especially if you're serving a buffet and you have the space to lay all your dishes out ahead of time, to pull all the dishes out that you're going to be serving your your food in and put a post-it note on them of like what's going where. That way that's all taken care of. And so you know, okay, once I make the green beans, they're going to go here and here's the dish. It's ready to go. So, um, you know, prepping in advance for holidays is very important. Well, and to, yeah, to have all of that kind of taken care of so that when people come in, you can actually enjoy, see them, know where everything's going to be and not be totally on your toes. Of course, with events and family, there's always some things that might. Something comes up. Someone's (laughs) bound to get, you know, John Albert's probably going to get a fever, you know, so it's always good to just have things. Same with like packing for a trip. I've found that just go ahead and pack a few days in advance because you may get pulled away and that last minute X, Y, and Z that you were going to do is now trumped by something like a sick child or a flat tire or whatever life's going to throw you. Well, and is there, because you have had so many events and and hosted so many different parties and, and even within the holidays, is there, you know, a task that you're now rigid about that maybe you learned the hard way? Is there an example you can think of? I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but that would be funny to think of maybe something that you do now that came from a memory of like, oh, that wasn't prepared for at that moment. <laughs> that I met that yes, that I that I waited to the last minute. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, flowers for me, the mm. the way that the world is changing there's, you just don't have as a, you don't have availability, um, or you don't have things available like you did in the past last minute. Yeah. This post COVID world has thrown me for a loop. And recently I remember Alex and I were, this was actually for a photo shoot, not for a private event, but, um, we were setting up something. We had the photographer, we had everything lined up and we knew very specifically what we wanted to do for the flowers. And we always go to our wholesaler and we got there that day and there was literally nothing. Not only with the flowers that we didn't, you know, that we usually know are there. I mean, there was literally nothing because a lot of people at last minute, I guess some um, weddings were happening in town and their flowers didn't ship in. And you you can't be as last minute as you used to be. So we had to like push the whole shoot back because we had, I mean, I went to Trader, we went everywhere. There was like a massive flower shortage. I don't know what was going on. Um, There was like a last minute rose parade in Nashville. Who knows? But there's just, you don't have, you know, I heard somebody telling me recently that like turkeys are going to be sold out. Wow. So, I mean, if you haven't gotten your turkey already, go because, and put it in the freezer because things are just not as available as they have been in the past. Mm. That's such a good point. And it's such a good reminder throughout the holiday season, you know, to be thinking of that. And and that's such a good point, Mary. I don't know that I would have even thought of that, 
but just to even have those things taken care of in advance. Now you are, so what are the top things when you're thinking about, you know, your family coming over or hosting a gathering at your home, what's kind of the top three things that you're most interested in and and most likely to kind of hone in on? In my house, for sure the bar. Um, Again, everybody's different. You may have a non-drinking crowd that is totally fine, but just make sure then you have, whether it's, you know, alcohol or bunch of soft drinks and like a specialty mocktail. Yeah. If, when people have a drink in their hand, they're, they're happy. <laughs> and, um, music, that's something so simple. Um, but I was joking with my Dillard's event in Huntsville this weekend, I was in the store and we were setting up and I realized I was like, it is so quiet in here. Um, and they hadn't turned the music on yet. Cause uh, you know, the store hadn't been open, but no one wants to walk into a quiet party. And I think just, especially this time of year, it's so easy, you know, post Thanksgiving, just have Christmas music playing on your speakers or Bluetooth, whatever yeah. you've got, but having music and cocktails, that to me is like, Party 101. Um, And those are easy things. And then anything on top of that, there is a big trend going back to just yummy food. Mm. Um, Forget like being overly fancy. Now, if you're with a bunch of foodies, go for it. But people (laughs) just want delicious food. We actually now have um, specialty pasta dishes that we're getting in at Please Be Seated for caterers because people are choosing to forego the chicken or the beef as an entree at larger events and doing like a fabulous pasta with like you know, that just that people love. People mm. love who doesn't like spaghetti yes. and a bougie spaghetti. But <laughs> just lean into the yummy food, mm-hmm. um, especially at the holidays. I don't think you have to impress people with fancy food. They're going to mm. be much happier with a fabulous slider than they ever would be with, or at least I would, with then, you know, caviar. Oh, but that's just sure. me, maybe. No, no, no. I think it's many of us. I, th- I think there's many people nodding their heads. Okay, so many great tips, and none of those had been mentioned. So thank you. I, I, I'm like, drinks, music, and yeah, that yummy food. I, I sense that trend as well. Just going back to the basics in the food department, just what, what wins people over, just go for it. And of course, your guests will be very very excited about that. Well, what are some things, because I know many people who are listening, they may be intimidated by hosting. They may prefer to go to someone else's house because it just feels like such a huge task to to host and maybe they feel pressure. What are some things that you would say, hey, just let that slide while you're prepping for, for a holiday? Absolutely. You know, all the little bitty details, and this may not even be on some people's radar, but you don't need monogrammed custom everything. Mm. Um, Don't worry if you're mixing and matching your glassware for the bar. You know, not everybody can afford or wants to do rentals or buying extra things. I do think when you get over 50 people, you you need a bartender, you need rentals, (laughs) those kinds of things. You know, when you try to do them yourself and you honestly, when you get over 20 people and even that's a stretch, even for me, you you need to bring in help. Um, Otherwise, I I mean, I get why you would want to go to somebody else's house, but I think having a bartender or even, you know, if you decide you want to work with catered food, you can have a staff member stay just to help refill the dishes, help clean up at the end of the party. It's worth that extra money mm. to have somebody like refilling things, not just the bar. Obviously, that's the bartender, but even thinking about food. Um, if you've got catered meals, I know some people just have the, you know, people drop it off. Mm-hmm. But then all night you're like checking on things, refreshing things. Have a staff member or, you know, from the catering team stay yeah. and help you clean up at the end of the night. That's it's the best money spent. 
Well, that's so smart. I hadn't even thought of that. And to your point, yeah, even if you have like 20 people, just have that extra hand so that you can actually be the hostess that's seen at your party. And you're not like- You're not running down to the trash can all night, you know, taking the trash bags out. That's what that, you know, $50 an hour person does. And if you're already going, I think it's funny. I joke, it's kind of like Disney World. If you're already going, (laughs) you, you know, host 20 plus people at your house, like- it's how Disney is. Like once you already get there, just don't look at your, you know, don't oh, look yeah. at the bell. You just you gotta <laughs> lean in and you don't have to be crazy at the party, but starting to skimp on extra help is where you're gonna end up being frantic. And at the end of the night, you'll be exhausted and not have any fun and ever want or ever want to host again. Yes. Okay. Such a good tip. All of these tips are so it's so awesome and tangible, and we can hold on to them and think, okay, wait, yes, listen to Mary, you guys. You're well, sweet. Thank no, you. it's true, it's true. And ones that I wouldn't even think of. Of course, we're we're stepping into the holiday season. It's a really exciting time. It's also quite hectic and can be a little crazy. But when you get down to the the basics of what Thanksgiving is, I'd love to know what's perhaps your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? I think it's the fact that there's not as much, um, it's just really about being thankful in a meal. There's, you know, Christmas, there's a lot of other things going on um, that surround that holiday. And I think, you know, people have meals at different times. I think what's cool about Thanksgiving specifically is that it's it's really about family and being calm, you know, kind of just taking a pause to be together and um, to sit down and kind of reflect. I mean, our family definitely, like we reflect on the year. We all talk about what we're thankful for. I think that's a tradition for many people. And so for me, it's really a holiday to like lean in and it's it's peaceful, a little bit more peaceful than Christmas, at least at my house, because I have young children, which mm. I love that about Christmas. It just has a very different feeling than Thanksgiving. And so I love that Thanksgiving is just really about having a delicious meal all together and then watching football, once again, all together, whatever that is that you do after your meal, um, it's just about being together. It's not about gifts. It's not about, you know, you're not going trying to get to a church service or anything like that. Mm. It's it's kind of like celebratory holiday. And I love that. Mm. Yeah. It's almost, well, it is. It's the holiday that eases us into the, the holidays. You're exactly <laughs> right. Yes. And I don't, I hate that it kind of gets skipped over a little yeah. bit, but I mean, no one skips over the meal. We kind of skip over decorating yes. um, but, and move on to Christmas, but everybody pauses for that meal. And I think that's such a special thing. I agree. I think so too. It's you're, you're making me so excited for it. Even, even now as we think about it, but too, I mean, and you've touched on this, just thinking about the holiday season and knowing all of what you have on your personal plate, Mary, every single time I get an update on you, I'm like blown away. What, what are you doing on the business side of things? How do you prep your business for the holiday season? Alex, I have help. Um, I have an amazing business manager. Um, I, she's like everything, creative producer, business manager. And, you know, we've done this now. Um, mm. Besides adding massive projects like a collaboration at Dillard's and all of that, I mean, I'm I, I, we now have, we're kind of in the the swing of things as far as, you know, we're, when I work on editorial content like this, I was very, very excited and blessed that I had my first big spread in Southern Living this past October. Yes. We shot that last October. Oh, so, wow. You know, it's so then it's just been really fun to get to enjoy it. But I didn't do any, I actually did, I did not do one Thanksgiving or um, fall shoot this year because I did so many last year that were able to spill over into this year. So that's awesome. I am busy, but because we're kind of now a system, (laughs) I like the royal family, um, (laughs) 
like the crown. I've got a system now. So that is helpful. Um, the things that kind of throw me off are when, for example, John Albert had a fever all week. He never gets sick. Mm. And that's when I end up kind of scrambling, as do all of us. And yeah. you just have to pivot. It's the art of the pivot. Um, and asking for help. You know, people, I think especially women, we don't want to ask for help. Ask for help, y'all. And it, and it's so great because now, like when my friends will ask for help back, like I needed help toting Georgia around. Now I'm always like, what can I do for you? Like, and they don't feel guilty asking for help back. Like it does take a village. Yeah. Use your village. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in this season. And yeah, to your point, and you, you shared this earlier so well in the conversation too, things will come up, things will come up that we're not necessarily prepared for. So to be able to lean on one another, and that's one of the best um, tips we were ever given. I don't know exactly that I'll say it quite right, but someone said, you know, ask your friends to, to do a small task for you, just, just, just to ask. And then they don't feel so bad when you, when, when they have to ask you and it just kind of builds on that, um, kind of community and, and the ability to lean on one another. Well, Mary too, is there any kind of like regular practices throughout the year that, that you use to help, you know, kind of keep that gratitude going all year long? Is there anything that you kind of put into practice in your life? Um, that is helpful for you to focus on, on gratitude? You know, I love my Jesus Calling book. I work with, um, I love, I mean, Clearly Stated is one of my also favorite, um, she does devotionals. I mean, just amazing devotionals. So between my Jesus Calling and then my Clearly Stated devotionals, like, I mean, I I try to start every day with a devotional. I have them all on my phone too. Yeah. And it really just grounds me. I'm, I'm a pretty religious person. So whether yeah. it's religion or you meditate, mm-hmm. um, I mean, so many of the books and podcasts I listen to talk about how successful people, whether it's meaning successful, like you can, you know, run your household yeah. um, and not go crazy or you're running an empire. Um, it starts out with some kind of meditative or quiet time in the morning just to really kind of ground you and start the day. Because once you get going during the day, it is hard to stop. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I, I agree. And I love that tip. Perhaps if you haven't tried it, give it a go. Cause that, that is one of the, the best ways to begin the day on the right foot. Well, Mary, what are you grateful for this year? Oh my goodness. There's so many things to be grateful for. I'm very grateful first and foremost for our health. I feel like we've been very blessed, um, by our health. I always think about that. I have a very dear friend that is not in the same circumstances or situation. And she, I mean, that alone keeps me humble and thankful for where we are. And, um, but then also all the opportunities there have been, especially all the people that have been on your podcast, women supporting women. I feel like it gets overstated, but it really is true. And I would not be here today um, celebrating so many you know, fun things like the Southern Living Spread and the Dillard's collaboration without other women encouraging me and helping me along the way. And I mean, you're one of those women. And I think I, I want to always be passing it along and helping other people and uh, whatever I can do to pay it forward because so many people have leaned into me. I, I really would like to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, even as my, even if my career ends, I would love to be able to just pass along advice, mm-hmm. support whatever I can, because 
that was given to me and I'll never forget those people. Mm-hmm. Well, you're already doing that. I, I have to say behind the scenes, I know what you're up to and I know how you're <laughs> encouraging and lifting other women up. I mean, even to be joining me today. So I love that you would um, hope for that. And I just have to say you're you're already there. <laughs> we well, feel it. You, we thank feel you. it. So I, I love that, that that's the case for you. Um, well, too, I mean, we're stepping into the holidays. We've got so many fun things coming up. As you've mentioned, your Dillard's collection was beautiful. Beautiful. You had so many awesome pieces there that are available to us. But I'd love to know maybe what's one of your favorite gifts that you have received in the holiday season? Oh my goodness. Um, one of my favorite gifts uh, has, has was probably, this is so silly, but my mother, when I turned 30, and this just shows you that I'm a true grand millennial. I mean, I'm not fully <laughs> into like the lace and the pilgrim outfits, right. but I do. I'm more of the Diane Keaton, like coastal grand millennial, I oh, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my mom passed down my grandmother's sterling silver tea set. And I was like, what is wrong with me that I am so excited about this sterling silver tea set? And I don't even use it to serve tea, but I have it out. I love it. It reminds me of her. It's beautiful. It's like a piece of art. Mm-hmm. And I'll, like, I have a baby shower coming up and I'll fill it with flowers. You know, I fill all oh. of the, the teapots and everything with flowers. And it's such a fun piece of decor. <sighs> Um, but it's really special to me because my grandmother did actually use it. And so it's, it's nostalgic. It's pretty, all those things, but I'm an old lady because I love it. (laughs) So sweet. No, that sounds beautiful. And I love how creative you are. You mentioned earlier, you know, even with the Dillard's club and, and other pieces that you've put out that it can be a decor and it can be useful. So I love to hear that that's even the case for, for that set. Well, when we're thinking about gift giving, what's one of your favorite gifts that you've actually Given. Probably one of the favorite things that I've done is uh, I have gifted my um, my parent, my mom, and my mother-in-law archive books for my kids from my Aww. kids. I do this personally for myself, and it's I just add a second one. Again, this is not endorsed; they don't pay me. There's no this is not sponsored. <laughs> it's it's how I organize my kids' art. And for those of you who aren't or who are not familiar with it. Archive. What you do is, or what I have done is, every year you 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 know you sign up for it. They send you a massive box. You put all the artwork from the kids' school year that you actually kind of want to save or that you you know want to see again. You send it in. They professionally photograph it and put it like you get like kind of you know like a, a MacBook, but it's it's art. It's pictures of your children's art. So then you can throw all their art away that you're never going to hang. And, but you can still see, and my kids love looking through it. And I just add a book, an extra book to the card or two extra books every time and gift them to my, my mom and his, my husband's mother. And they love them. Okay. That is so clever. It took me a second to understand, but now I get you. It's their artwork, like from class, from church, from school, whatever, into a book. Yes. And I actually order the, I'll sign up for it at the beginning of the year. Like I have the box for them already. So as they bring home art from school, I just toss it in the box. I have a place for it to go. And then at the end of the year, I send it in and it's like John Albert's artwork, kindergarten, John Albert. So now they have like little volumes growing and they love looking at them. The kids love them. Oh, I'm sure. And then when they're, I mean, I'm going down a rabbit hole, but when they're older, they're going to, they're going to love that. They're going to laugh. They're going to be like, what? (laughs) Yes. They're like, look what I, my hand print. I mean, all the things, but you know, what do you give people that have everything? And it's such a, that's to me, such a special gift. 
Oh yeah. I'm that's, that's so clever. I, that's one of the best recs. I, I have not, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not in that realm yet, but I've not heard of that. So that is oh, good. So, good. Yeah. I've never heard of that. That is so cute. Well, and two, I know many people are listening, even that they're, it's piquing their interest. They're thinking, okay, what, what kind of creative gifts could I give? What, you know, what's, what's ahead and with the holidays coming up and there's such a long list, what, what, what kind of last minute or, or just gifts in general, what would you recommend someone listening could perhaps pick up for a mother-in-law, a sister, a friend? What's a go-to for you? Well, you know, you can always check out my collection at Dillard's. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, cause we've got several things in there that I think are really great for anyone, whether it's a brass magnolia candlestick that that works as a piece of decor or a punch bowl. I think that's such a fun gift and include a great recipe with it. Like for a batch cocktail, we've got a beautiful punch bowl. Um, anything like that. Cause you can just go in the store and grab it and they'll gift wrap it for you. And then of course my book, depending on the, yes. <laughs> you've got a young woman in your life that wants a fun beach read, um, without a hitch is of course still available. And then the sequel comes out next June. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. And as I said, I've read it and I think that you've got to get it. You guys, you've got to get it, enjoy. And then we can all be ready for the sequel. Oh my gosh. Well, even thinking about that second book coming out and all that you have coming up, I always love to ask anytime I'm speaking with you, uh, Mary, what's next for you? <laughs> no, that is a great question. It's, it's, it's fun for me to think about too. Cause every time I've said, you know, I'm going to take a little break or do X, Y, and Z, <laughs> God opens some random window and I'm like, um... what is this? And then I go through and fall into, you know, a Dillard's collection. I am actually going to take some time this spring. I'm, I'm pausing. I'm, I'm going to pause the Dillard's collaborations. I've loved working with them. I'm, I want to end on a high note. How, how You just really can't top holiday. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to really focus on pushing the second novel and doing, we're going to go on a, what's exciting is we're going to get to have a proper book tour. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of, you know, our first book came out right after COVID, uh, which was great for people to read because they were at home, but it, it prohibited me from going to bookstores and signing and meeting people. I had a couple of events, but not, anything like what we'll get to do in the spring. So I'm really excited about that, um, is touring with the second book. Mm. Oh. And then speaking engagements, I'm really looking forward to getting to share, like I, I joke, all this useless knowledge about turning your punch bowl <laughs> into also a table centerpiece. So I think I'm going to try to do more of that and less photo shoots. I love shoots, yeah. but um, I like people. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to get out there more. Well, I think you should. I mean, I've seen you on stage and you're dynamic and everyone loves it. So I'm happy to hear that that might be the case. Well, thank you. I'm crazy. But you know what? People seem to like crazy. I don't know if it just makes them feel more sane or they feel, you know, relatable. But I love I love um, entertaining and I love beautiful images. But I just feel like there's no one really speaking of what it's what life is like for real people yes. sometimes yes. or moms with young kids. And you can have both. You yeah. can do both. You can cr create a lovely home, but still joke about how, what I was telling you earlier, of course, somebody's blowing leaves in my yard today while we're trying to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And that's my husband. Every time I'm setting up for a party, I'm like, all right, pop, babe, we've got to you know tidy up the house a little bit. People are kind of be inside. We have a yard crew that like comes in to go out and find the five leaves to blow and go blow leaves. I'm like, that's not helping anyone. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. I know. Well, you always bring the reality check in the best way, might I add, in the best way. So to hear what's coming up for you, I'm really excited. I personally am going to stay tuned. And for those who are listening and maybe they're not sure how to keep up with you, where can listeners connect with you? 
Absolutely. The best spot right now is probably Instagram. And my handle is just at Mrs. MRS Southern Social. Um, and then, you know, Instagram's so crazy these days. If it blows up and goes away, you can always go to my blog, www.mrssouthernsocial.com. And it's got, you know, we've got rest, uh, cocktail recipes, not real food recipes, cocktail <laughs> recipes, Nashville guides, travel guides, all kinds of things on there all, that just live on there all the time. Resources for paper goods. So um, if you like to host events, go check out my website. Absolutely. And such a fun follow, you guys. I know you're going to enjoy. And Mary, I so enjoyed chatting with you today. Thank you so much for joining me and happy holidays. Thank you all for listening to today's episode brought to you by Southern Baked Pie. I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.